Hey there, Restaurant Pros. It's David Scott Peters, and welcome to episode 85 of the Restaurant Prosperity Formula. I've been coaching restaurant owners since 2003, and the Restaurant Prosperity Formula is based on what the most successful restaurant owners I've worked with do on a daily basis to achieve their success. The basic premise of the formula centers around achieving prosperity, freedom from your restaurant, the financial freedom you deserve. To achieve prosperity, you have to follow a very specific formula made up of leadership, systems, training, accountability, and taking action. Now, I want to tell you about our guest today, Sierra Adams. Sierra has been in her family's restaurant for the past eight years. Her parents purchased Super Smokers BBQ Restaurant with a 20-year history of award-winning barbecue in the St. Louis area. Her parents, Jeff and Michelle Fitter, joined my group coaching program to help them implement systems in their restaurant to put them on a path to freedom from the restaurant and the financial freedom they deserve. As a part of my program, you must have an implementer, someone who will learn with you, but implement and actually do the work. Well, Sierra was that person, is that person, and she kicked ass. Listen in our conversation as Sierra shares with you her implementation journey, the challenges she faced, and her triumphs but also what a restaurant owner should look for in their implementer. I wanna welcome Sierra Adams to the show today, but first, a word from our sponsor. We all know managing costs is one of the most important parts of running a profitable restaurant, especially now. But between fluctuating vendor prices, waste, labor, and the never-ending list of tasks that demand your attention on a daily basis, it can be challenging for even the most experienced of us to manage costs well. That's where Margin Edge comes in. Margin Edge is a complete restaurant management software that automatically uses data from your POS and invoices to show you food and labor costs in real time. Don't wait until it's too late. Margin Edge gives you tools to make decisions in the moment, like a daily P&L, price alerts on key ingredients, and real-time plate costs, all without ever having to touch a spreadsheet. Take control of your costs, work more efficiently, and be more profitable. Go to www.marginedge.com forward slash DSP to learn more and schedule your demo today. Sierra, I'm really glad you joined me today. I think that the perspective you're going to bring is going to change some people's lives because most people, again, I talk to are restaurant owners versus being the implementer, somebody who gets shit done. But again, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I brought you on as, as you're a part of our Mastery Plus group, but you came through the Restaurant Transformation Intensive Group Coaching Program from the beginning as not only the implementer, but a family member to your family's restaurant. Uh, your father and mother came in as, as the owners wanting to be a part of the program. But as I always talk about it, any restaurant owner's success in my program is dependent on an implementer. An implementer is somebody who believes in the concept, believes in the ownership, wants to be a part of something, likes to learn, is linear, can start and finish a project, is able to train others, and with help from the owners, hold people accountable. And sometimes it works that it's a family member, often it doesn't, but it worked really well with you. Talk about a little bit about before you started the program, where your restaurant was, uh, what was going on in in your family's family's life as a as a family restaurant, um, and kind of the journey of why you as as a as a family joined the program in the first place? Yeah, so it basically started with us buying the restaurant. I worked all the way from dishwasher to cooking the food pit. It was 
family ran. We had one restaurant and I was in there all the time with my dad. Um, finally got to a point where I started my family. I couldn't be in the restaurant anymore. I wanted to learn the higher end business, owning a business, business owner type stuff, um, which led to needing help. And I was all for putting the right programs in place so that they didn't need me and they didn't rely on me. Because as a daughter, you feel like you have to be there to, to back it up. And especially when you already work there. Um, so I was a firm believer of finding the right help, finding the right program, not even a program, just finding the right system for it to work. Um, and then that's when we found you guys and it has been life changing. Well, it's life changing because you did the work and that's, and that's kind of the part of why I brought you on is all too often I have restaurant owners who join the program and they, they don't believe me in the discovery call that I won't let you in without an implementer. Uh, sometimes the implementer changes. You've seen people through the, the 30 weeks of, of going through the program. Some people change their implementer, lost an implementer, things change, shit happens. But the fact of the matter is the most successful members, it's dependent on their implementer because restaurant owners or I call them ADHD restaurant owners. They chase the shiny object, squirrel, next thing, next thing. Like with your father, Jeff, he'd like to chase the new location, the new business, the, you know, what can we do with the food truck? What can we do? And coming in on a daily basis, doing the same thing over and over again can often, well, put them in a rut or make owners like that just a little impatient with people because it's like, I've been doing this for so long. Why don't you just do what I say to do? Does that sound accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Just a, the bigger picture is to trust our process because uh, we feel like we know what we're doing. But yes, from the lower in store everyday restaurant level, it's, yeah, it is hard to uh, get the concept and the trust that we so have and hope that they believe in. Talk a little bit about uh, what your role was before you joined the program. Uh, you know, were you a manager? Were you moving into an operations role? Were you just the daughter who picked up all the pieces? What was your role before the program? So payroll wise, I was general manager transitioning into operations. Um, but yes, I was everything. I, I picked up food truck shifts. I picked up pit cook shifts. Um, I tried to pick up some stuff and then I had surgery and then I got pregnant and then I was still picking up shifts and was getting in trouble because I was picking up shifts that I shouldn't have been picking up. So yes, I was doing all of the in-store front of house stuff along with payrolls, the schedule, um, just the daughter that picked all the stuff up. And, and uh, was that easy? How many hours did you put in in a week? Did it, did it, tear away from the time with your husband and your family? Like what, what, what was the effect on you personally? Um, pretty hard. It was pretty, it was a pretty hard effect. I, I struggled internally and with my husband and it, it just, it took a toll. And that's the tough part about the restaurant business, man. When we, when we donate our lives to it, uh, when we, Subscribe to the old school way I was brought up in the restaurant business. The more hours you put in, the harder you work, the more valuable you are. How un, how that's not a truth. It's actually a fallacy. And the cost is high, especially family and so on. And we often tell ourselves we're doing this for our family. And really, we're not. Like, we need to be there. 
And what was interesting is when we met, you came in as the, as the implementer, you were pregnant, you were going to have a, a baby was imminent within the program, like you weren't going to make it through the whole program. So it was this extra pressure to like, not only implement the systems, but you had to have them in place because you were going to take some time off. Talk about that pressure and, and what you were hoping the program was going to do before you even knew. So the, the pressure was extremely high because I wasn't in the restaurant and I was trying to, tr I was trying to learn it myself. Um, as I was learning it, I was realizing that it's stuff, the sheets, the stuff that needed to be done in the restaurant. Um, it's very difficult to do the sheets when you're not actually in the restaurant. Um, so training somebody to do that, short staffed, etc. however you, you want to look at it, it, it's very overwhelming to learn it yourself for any questions you might do when you finally give it away to somebody right. or trust that they're doing it right. Um, something was rang in differently and you didn't know what it was, but it, it was very overwhelming to get it all figured out yourself before you then gave it to somebody else, which then caused a little more overwhelmingness to me personally, because I just wouldn't give them up. I, I just learned them. I did them correctly. And then I, I actually was on maternity leave doing the sheets. Like I just could not, I could not trust anybody to make sure that they were doing the correct things. The sheets were doing the correct things based on what they're doing in the store. I just, I could not give it up. Might be a, a, a trait I've learned from my father. I've got from my father, but I just right. could not give it up. Cause I, I just had faith that these, sh these sheets will do the right thing. If the right person is doing it and the right numbers are going into it, um, with limited access to the people that are allowed in, in the big sheet, the big budget, the, the everything right. that ties into it, which it just, it was very overwhelming. It was a very overwhelming process. So talk about the, the, the first kind of, as you dive in, what was the first change you made that you said, Hey, these systems can actually work and I can get them done. So first change, I think I, I just learned them. I, I tried to figure them out. I tried to ask questions to see if anybody would learn how to do them. Um, I took one sheet at a time, learned it and then built from it. Um, and then tried to divvy out the sheets and me still control, um, the ones that I still had not in the restaurant. And then that kind of made a pattern of, okay, the, the invoice tracker can be done without me um, as long as they're doing it correctly. And then I can fill out the, the checkbook guardian with the invoice numbers in there as long as they're filling that out. So the, the trust system and the, the divvying, in, divvying out the work um, also helped um, within the training process um, so that they actually learned how to train and do the sheets as I was learning. So it's interesting though, because you're, you're kind of saying, bring up that you live two lives. There were certain systems you were willing to delegate that you were willing to let other people do and double check that they were doing right. Then there were certain systems that you said, oh, I'm the only one that could do it, which was following the same footsteps of your father. Like I've got to get it done. I know what, you know, nobody else can do this. And it's, it's just a task. What was the difference between those two systems or did you just kind of make it up in your brain? Like this, I think I'm the only one can do this. Somebody else can do. Was there, was there delineation of difficulty or um, what information you were gathering? Or was it just kind of a gut check that I can't give it all away. So these, I've got to be that important. I've got to keep these. 
yeah, the the reason of me, I, I think it was a gut. I think it was a gut thing. I I knew the certain steps that goes into the each sheets. Uh, for example, the payroll guardian sheet. I I only have access to the budget sheet for the labor percentage. Right. Nobody else can find that. So they're going to spend more time texting me, calling me, asking, waiting, not even doing the sheet because they can't they can't finish the rest of that sheet without that number. Um, so I kept that sheet. I just said, I will do it. I will continue to do it. They didn't know the forecasted sales because I only did the sales forecast. Now, they could have done that, um, but I was still stuck on making sure they were doing the other sheets correctly. And I was like, I'll just do it. So I found myself just doing them all and they were only doing like one or two uh, because I, I just, it was easier for me to just do it knowing that I was trained and I knew exactly how to do it, where I knew to find the information. So it was just a gut. I know how to do it and I can get it done in a timely manner. Well, what's interesting is when restaurant owners come in, like your father, your mother, come in and say, okay, we want to make change. Uh, we understand we need this implementer. Sometimes the process of what you just demonstrated is what happens to a lot of implementers. It's here's your dad, Jeff, who's having a, a stressful life, trying to do everything himself. And all he does is takes his stressful life and make it your life, right? Because if you haven't learned to delegate, if you haven't learned to train others, trust and verify, then all you do is replace one person's stress with another person's stress. He's not doing it now, but you are. And what was it that made you finally say, I've got, I've got to break free from this. I've got to trust others. I'm going to verify, but I'm going to train them and make sure they can do these other systems with the exception of the budget. Nobody gets to touch that except for, for upper management and ownership. What was it like? Like what, what was that click that went, I can't continue to do this. It, my personal life. Yeah, it was definitely the, got me all emotional. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Um, it, yeah, it was my personal life. And so something had to give. And yeah. that was the push you needed to make the change. And it works, right? Like when you're willing to give it up, if you're willing to train someone, if you're willing to coach them, be over their shoulder, ensure they get it done. That's the accountability piece. They are just tasks. They are not, you are not God's gift to the restaurant. You may know most, more than most people and you may be the best at it, but other people can do the tasks. And that's the lesson. It just took a two by four, right? Somewhere at home went bang, you've got to make a change, but you made the yeah. change. With that said, let's talk about, let's back up a little bit. You were very successful in getting the systems put in place. Like I always talk about, everybody's going to fall behind. You know, it's a 24 weeks of lessons, 30 weeks of group coaching program. And out of that, I'm trying to get most people to week 19, because that's got all the, the basic pieces in place that we're operating on a budget. We're proactively managing the business. We're holding people accountable. We've got managers, we've got time off. We, you know, we've got all the, the foundational pieces in place, but you had to do it on steroids because you had this, it was imminent. You were going to have a baby, right? What was it that kept you on pace? Was it difficult? Was it uh, just carving out the time? How did you stay on pace? Because a lot of implementers don't. The, a lot of it had to do with not being physically in the restaurant to where I was not distracted. Um, still to this day, I can get, I can go into the restaurant and be like, I'm just going to work there today. And I don't get anything done because I end up running food or I, I just am not doing my job. Um, so a lot of it had to do with me having to talk to my parents, letting them know that I like my job title does not have to change. 
but my, something has to change in my schedule so that I can focus on this uh, to, in order for me to implement it for it to be successful in the restaurant. Uh, so then I personally on the schedule side made sure that every time we had that call every Tuesday, I had my homework done. I had the sheet at least uh, saved and, and saved on my computer and at least a template on it. And I knew exactly what it was. Otherwise, I didn't know what the next, I didn't know what you guys were talking about in the phone call because I don't know what that sheet is. So I made sure that the sheet was at least done or the sheet was at least, I watched videos and the lessons before our, our call. So the, the Tuesday call really held me accountable uh, on the week before to get all of that lesson done. Um, and then I did finally get caught up enough to where I was uh, a few weeks ahead and, and then know exactly what was happening because each sheet built from each other. And that so, made it way easier to be quick about it. And that's the crazy part about how how I've designed the program. It, it's literally, I always tell people, you got to trust the process. You're just going to do this one thing. And then you're going to do this one right. thing. You're going to do this one thing. It's kind of like a, uh, I used to, in seminars, I used to use a, a, a magic coloring book. And I'd flip it open and all the play, pages were, were blank. And I'd say, okay, I'm going to teach you all these things. I'm going to give you a structure. And you just put your finger in a different place. And I'd spread the book open. And now we had what black lines and what you were going to color. And they'd say, and eventually when you stay with the process, everything comes clear. And all of a sudden I move my finger and I'd open it up and everything was a colored page. And that's kind of this process. You almost have to trust the process. Just learn the one thing. Don't worry about the thing that's in week 24. Just worry about week one. Just worry about week two. Did that help you get through the program? Did it make it less overwhelming or how did that work for you? Oh, absolutely. I didn't, I did not ever look at new lessons, didn't look at new sheets. Um, when my, my dad or my mom would ask me if I knew about a sheet and I haven't heard about it before, I, I told them I didn't, I don't know what you're talking about. And I, I know I'm not supposed to know what you're talking about because I'm not in that week currently. So right. let me master and let me learn this first task and this sheet before I go to that one, because I will be no help if I don't know knowing now that they all tied together that I, I i will be no help if i don't if i do that one if i even look at that one i'll be way confused and i won't even know and i'll be overwhelmed if i didn't even do the sheet before it so i just did not even look at the next the week the next week and no. i think that that summarizes why it's one week at a time it's master this first Make it a part of your daily routine. Make it because we have those progress weeks. So you might work on the, say the DSR tracker. You got another week to work on the DSR tracker before anything brand new shows up. Because why? You've got to make it a part of the routine. You've got to be able to ask the questions. So now let's tie the questions part, the accountability. What was it like to be on the group coaching calls? Like every Tuesday for two hours, there you are with restaurant owners uh, in week one to week 30. You've got implementers from week one to week 30, and sometimes those that pop up in the middle. What were group coaching calls like, and, and what kind of support did that provide you? A support that I never knew existed, but incredibly grateful for. Had no idea that when you're in your own restaurant, you feel like your world is Sometimes horrible, sometimes great, but you're in your own little world. When you hear them in not only the same situation, but the exact same lifestyle, even when they're talking about their wins and their kids and they're they're still humans and they're yeah. living the exact same life as you. Wild. It is it's crazy. I never would have expected to relate to more more people than I I ever have, but also very humbling. It's um 
my dad likes to speak up a lot and talk and there's a lot of things that he's that I've watched him learn based on these these other people and these other implementers and these other owners that I would have never I mean I I listen to him I I we're both not born and raised in restaurants so this is seven years of us just being in the restaurant there's these people in these groups that have been in there for their lives and they're taking over their family businesses and it's it's crazy to hear the other other stories and advice and and help from from the group and it is amazing because nobody understands running a restaurant other than restaurant people yeah. like you, right. you have friends who go oh well I have this issue with an employee. Well, why don't you just do this? You're like, you look at them cross-eyed, like you don't get it. Like if I bark right. the wrong way, I'm, I'm, I'm now serving tables, right? right. <laughs> all these people on the call, they walk in the same footsteps that you do. They have the same yes. challenges and at different points in times in their, their success or challenges of their, their careers or business, business life. But I'm not the only one with the solution. You are, you help other people, right. other people help right. you. And it is magical because they're not competitors hoping you die. They they are literally willing to take the shirt off the back and help you. And no, it doesn't matter. Did you ever feel like, oh, I'm, I'm an implementer, so I'm not an owner, so I'm any lesser than a person in that group? I'd probably say no. Would you agree with that? Yeah, no, not at all. I, I feel, I felt and has still felt appreciated a part of the group. And any questions, any any concerns I have, I'm it's open arms. Talk a little bit about if, if, the journey you went on, you saw, I'm 99% sure I'm trying to think of all the people that were in your time frame. You had several people who had implementers that didn't do shit, like nothing. Yes. And yep. those owners were always talking about how far behind they were. Yep. Was there a personality trait or something that was missing in their implementers that you could say, you don't, don't call people's names out, we don't know, but you'd say, what was it about either the owner not holding them accountable or giving them the support they need, or the implementer maybe just not being motivated to get it done or misunderstanding what needs to happen. What do you think some of the common challenges were for those people who just didn't get things done? I, I personally think that it, it comes from the owner explaining exactly what this program is, exactly what the point of this program is, and that they're picking the correct person that has has the same heart and same motivation as as an owner does because it, it is that much work it, it's it's owner like work yeah. on a on an in store basis um, so I, I I personally believe that it's the owner passion is just not they might have it but they don't have a good version of telling you that. Um, and I think that's where people get lost on, well, my, my owner just told me to do these sheets and uh, learn these sheets and then divvy them out. Um, and I, I, I don't know if that's how some people show it, but as a, a, an employee in the restaurant that has noticed that worked with the coworkers and that's the kind of attitude some owners have that, that, that they're going to run with it. They're going to be like, oh, well, he just gave me another task, uh, with no pay. Uh, and that's just who they chose. It, it, it's not a good fit once they know who who they chose and that their owner is not explaining it well. So this comes to one great communication, uh, but the other is the why. Why the hell are we doing this? And right. are and you better choose a person who's 
the right culture fit. Because I we talk about in the group coaching calls, I, mean, I can teach somebody to do any of these systems, but I can't fix if you have a bad attitude. And that's not, right. I have a bad day. We all have bad days. But if I've got a bad attitude and I'm consistently like, why do we do this? That doesn't make sense. I don't have time. Like all the excuses of why we didn't get things done, then probably not a right fit. Right. What is it that you think made you such a good implementer? There's a reason why I brought you on, like, because you kicked ass. What is it about you? What do I assess you correctly when I say generally what an implementer looks like when I walk through the step-by-step, -step, you know, from, you know, point A to point B, straight line, getting things done, believe in the things, want to learn all those things. Or is there something else? What, what makes you, what made you a good implementer? I personally took it upon myself to be an example of the restaurant. I don't, I walk around as an employee. I don't walk around. There's some people that don't even know that I'm a da owner's daughter. I show up every day for work. I, I work and people know that I show my face. I am in the restaurant learning these sheets, specifically learning the sheets while talking to my general manager that was there at the time. And she's seeing me do these sheets. She's seeing the effort I'm putting into these sheets that they actually mean something. And they took that to heart that her, her and our, our other manager took that to heart, which led to them appreciating it, respecting it, and at least getting the sheets done that I've divvied out. And so showing my face and being a good leader um, to my coworkers had, had a great impact on the respect that I, I got back towards my, my employment as a whole coming well, in I pregnant and coming in and working. I mean, I, I would sit at the table and do my sheets and then get up and help. And they would yell at me and say, sit back down. You should not be working pregnant. Like I, I just, I, I chose that life, but yeah. I still have a job to do. And yeah. that's, I, I feel like they got a good understanding of that. Well, you just summarized the very first and most important piece of the restaurant prosperity formula, and that's becoming the leader your restaurant needs. And I think that that is that is a, a big thing is when we're choosing the person who's the implementer, they've got to be a good a good leader. They don't have to be the the best at the the task. They have to be good. They've got to be trustworthy. They gotta they've gotta you've gotta have people believe in you and know that you've got their back. And that doesn't mean you've got to, you know, bust everybody's tables and you've got to do all those things. You've got to be involved. But I think that's, you know, if I summarize why you were successful is you gained their trust. They knew that you had their back and in turn, they were going to have your back. Um, and so leadership is a, is a key thing. Does that sound right? Absolutely. Yep. Nailed it. So what would you tell somebody who's looking to pick an implementer. They're like, David, I'm, I'm ready to come to your program. I don't know who, you know, I often hear, I don't have anybody who can be an implementer. And I'm like, you don't have anybody, like nobody on your team. And some of that's the frustration of when you don't have systems, you have lack of management, people kind of goof off. They don't give their very best. And somewhere in there is a diamond in the rough. rough. But what would you say to anybody who's looking to find their implementer, if they're on their team right now, what does that person look like to you? To me, it, it's a person that you trust when you are not physically in the restaurant and you trust with your safe and the simple things, the keys, the the equipment, the the money, the drawer, everything. If you are not physically in the restaurant, 
and you don't even have contact information, like they can't reach you, you trust this person to run this restaurant smoothly, effectively, and safely. And that just shows you right there that they have trust in you. They respect you as an owner. They respect your things and they, they respect your job and they, they love working for you genuinely. That so, is, that is going to be someone that's not just you wake up and all oh, I have to go to work today. That's not, that's not the right person. That's all oh, I have to, I can't quit my job. I need a paycheck. Not your right person. And so it really doesn't matter if they like, they don't have to be the best manager. They don't have to be a manager. They don't have to be the best server, best cook, whatever. They've got trust is huge leadership yep. who, you know, uh, Simon Simon talks about it is if you walk into any, any, any business and you go, who's the person who's got your back, they're all going to point to the same person. And that's the person you don't want to get rid of. It's kind of the glue. They're not always the best at what they do. But would you agree that the systems that I teach, you call sheets because they're Google sheets, that you literally could train anybody to do them if they were willing to learn, like they're not difficult. Is that accurate? No, accurate. Yep. So it really is attitude. It's attitude, trust, it's leadership, looking for that person. But it's not like, man, you've got to be this culinary genius or a a lifelong hospitality person. You've just got to be willing to learn and do it, right? I mean, is it, it's that simple? It's that, it's that simple. It's the effort and the the drive to, to want to do it. Looking at other implementers that went through the program, we focused on those that, that didn't do well. Those that also kicked ass like you, what did you see in them? Was, was there anything that, that stood out and said, man, I'd like to be like that, or I identify with that. And, and, you know, you knew right away when they were on calls that this was a rock star. This was somebody like you that was going to get this shit done. A lot of them that I related to, they, they had the same attitude as me. They also were very close with their owner. Uh, they, they were, they were not related, but they, they had the attitude and the, the drive as the owner. And that, that already shows that they are going to be rock stars. They are their general manager or their, their, their catering manager or somebody that is at the level mindset of the owner. Um, not title wise, not role wise, but they have the mindset of the owner or management that has the respect for the, for their restaurant to, to make the systems go in place. Cool. And that, that, that was the best. Now life has changed for you during the, during the time we spent together in the program to after the fact from having, uh, you know, a beautiful baby to up, oh, we had a challenge with one location, bad location, had to let it go purchased a whole nother restaurant. There's still lots and lots going on. The trucks that are going out for, for the events and, and what have you, there's still a lot of moving parts. What is life like for you now? You're still an implementer for all intents and purposes. The role of implementer no, never goes away. You're the glue to make sure all the stuff gets done, but what's life life like for you personally now? I have, and my helped my husband have helped me divide and conquer my life, my personal life and my business life. The, the challenges of living so close to this new restaurant, um, is harder now, but, um, again, we've made a strict like that. This is it. When I, when I go home, this is it. I, I will answer you tomorrow if it's not an emergency. So the life, the lifestyle change of two restaurants, and the type of restaurant we purchased being open so late, um, the lifestyle change has been has been the hardest but best 
challenge that we've had to do. Um, but we have, I'd say, um, she distracted me. Um, that's what being in a restaurant's like. Dang it. It's all good. It's all good. Well, the train of thought where you were going was, is, is you created boundaries. You allowed, I'm going to summarize for you. Like it's boundaries. And I think that is probably the biggest lesson any restaurant owner or implementer learns in the program is you're not the one that does everything. You gotta, you gotta have a life outside. And, and that's to pull you back as she walked behind you and came back and you lost train of thought. It's the boundary side, right? Is having a life is, is more important than answering every little thing that you could train others to either answer themselves or if it's not going to be urgent, they don't need it answered right now. Right. 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 Especially, especially my parents, the, they don't need an answer at 10 o'clock at night, um, for an email that didn't get answered or, uh, something that just didn't answer, but they're up crazy night at late trying to find an answer. I just, I, I, and they know that I've, we've had a talk that is one thing that had to stop. I, I, they can answer or they can send all the questions they've got. I will answer you in the morning. I, I, in the middle of dinner, I'm bath time. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. It's very hard. It's, it's took a lot of adjusting to get, to get to this point. But I, I, we've got a, all four of us, my sister working for us part-time too. It, it takes a lot of us to catch ourselves to stop talking about work at dinner. It's yeah. um, when we get together, it's for family. It's not for restaurant talk. Um, our Both of our husbands have been very good at making boundaries for us too because sometimes we get caught up and that's the only time we saw dad that week or that day or just it's the boundaries are so important and you don't realize that when all four of you are working at the restaurant. So, and I think it's a greater challenge for you as a a family business, you being in that role. Whereas if I'm a non-related family member, right? A family member of the restaurant, but not a biological family member, it's much easier to create those boundaries because it's one thing to say, I'm going to text my daughter at 10 o'clock at night. It's another to text my daughter and go, did you uh, call the plumber? You know, it's like, wait a second, dude. I don't, you know, (laughs) this is my time and is it's not imperative that it's done. Now, are there... Are there, is there anything I didn't cover or anything I didn't ask you that you wish I asked you that would help a restaurant owner identify and ensure that their implementer actually was successful because their success in the program is directly tied to the implementer. Is there anything, a piece of advice you'd give? I, the piece of advice is I would not jump into somebody that has been here for a long time, but they're looking for something more in the restaurant and you're like, Oh, this will be great. Like it's, it's definitely somebody to look for more than a role in your restaurant. It's, it's a role in your business that, that needs to be successful. So I would say a piece of advice is trust the person with your heart, with your loved ones in order to be successful. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. I'm, I'm 
thrilled that I get to see you because you guys are part of the Mastery Plus group. So I get to see you uh, every uh, three times a year at minimum. I get to see you on a monthly basis on the on those group coaching calls. Um, I look forward to seeing your success as you continue on. And I really want to thank you for sharing because I think as restaurant owners, one of the biggest questions I get asked is, uh, who's my implementer? How do I find them? You know, like I don't have somebody. And, and this helps kind of shine a light on what we're looking for because you are the person I'd look for. I appreciate you, Sierra. Awesome. You are welcome. I appreciate you. Hey, that was an awesome episode. I want to thank you for taking the time to take action on building a better, more prosperous restaurant. Before you go, I want to give you these three thoughts. One, by combining leadership and taking action with systems and training being checked by accountability, you are on your way to creating prosperity for you and your restaurant. Two, I have something I need from you. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. By leaving us a review, other restaurant pros seeking out this information are able to find it. I read the reviews, and hearing how this information has benefited you does wonders for me. And three, if you find any of the discussions helpful, share them. The more restaurant pros who have access to them, the better we become as an industry. For more restaurant resources or to get in contact with me, connect with me at davidscottpeters.com. Be passionate about what you're doing. Be persistent, but more importantly, become better and help everyone around you become better. And your restaurant is going to kick some ass.